You're tuned to More Living with Jim Brogan, broadcasted live from the Brogan Financial Studios at News Talk 98.7, where old-fashioned values, expert knowledge, and genuine understanding come together to give you the retirement straight talk you deserve. Jim's a former National Advisor of the Year recipient and a financial educator. And he's here today to talk about how you can live out the best years of your life. Jim and the Brogan Financial Team have been helping retirees and pre-retirees across the Southeast for almost 20 years in their pursuit of financial independence. You can reach them during the week at 865-862-6800. So sit back, relax, and get ready to learn, folks, because more living with Jim Brogan starts now. Happy Saturday, East Tennessee. Welcome to More Living with Jim Brogan where it's all about living the best years of your life your way. This is News Talk 98.7 WOKI, and when we think about living our best lives, especially as we age, you know, our ability to do the things we want to do on our timetable is so important, and our health and fitness is a big part of that. Another part of that is aging at home. Uh, As we continue to age, more and more Americans would prefer to stay in their house, uh, but they might need to make some modifications to it. Some do want to downsize if they've got a lot of stairs in their house. But this is a big issue because people want, you know, as you want to continue to be independent and have the things you need available to you to live successfully in your house, so we're going to cover all those topics today. We're going to talk this first 30 minutes. We're going to we're going to talk about your home and and how you can be thinking about it as you continue to age and staying where you want to be or should you actually move. And then a little bit later in the show, we're actually going to talk about movement and how we can make sure to stay active. Uh, so first off, uh, by the end of this decade, people age 65 and up will account for one-fifth of the total U.S. population. So it is a big issue. And the aging population is creating a huge demand for the right kind of housing. Uh, Many of older adults have not moved from their homes in more than 30 years. They're extremely attached to their homes and don't want to leave. So our first guest today is News Talk's very own Dawn Steimer, an old-time friend of mine. Of course, she's on every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 on Around the House, which airs right here before More, Live, More Living on Saturday mornings. Dawn is the president of Master Remodelers and is an expert on home renovations, especially those that are needed as we age. Good morning, Dawn. Welcome to More Living. Good morning, Jim. Thanks for having me today. I'm so excited to be on your show. Well, thank you. It's been a while, it and uh, it's yeah, it's great. How have you been doing with the pandemic, and um, you know, how's your business been affected? How are things with Don Steimer and around the house, <laughs> and and Master Remodelers? Well, thanks for asking. Things with uh, Master Remodelers are great. We were considered an essential business, and so uh, we've been busier than ever this year, just keeping up with the demand. Uh, of course, with supply chains being delayed. And so many trades um, being so overtaxed, it's it's been harder, but much more uh, rewarding. I would say we've been able to do some some deep dives into some people's homes that may not have ordinarily done that. And as far as me personally, I got married six weeks ago. <laughs> wow! Congratulations! Thank Dawn. you, thank you. He's a sweet man. His name is Randy. 
and uh, my last name will be Lounsbury as soon as I can get the paperwork done. Sure. <laughs> anyway. So a lot going on in your a life. Big major life. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so let's talk about uh, accommodations in our house. So as people age, what are some more common accommodation or accessibility measures that need to be made in our homes? You know, <laughs> I, I could start in one room and just take you all around the house, um, if you'll pardon the pun. But um, let's, no, it's okay. <laughs> I, I would imagine you're going to say the kitchen and the, and the yeah, master bedroom. I am. Bath. I am because the bathroom is where the majority of falls happen in the home, right? So uh, the first thing that I ask people to do is consider using assist bars. And everybody looks at you like, oh, I'm not that old. And, you know, it it doesn't mean that you're old. It just means that you may have an unusual step out from your tub if you're stepping out of a tub. But what I want to say about assist bars is don't use the ones with the suction cups. They aren't worth a flip. <laughs> and they're not reliable. Yeah, that sounds like a recipe for serious injury. I uh, know, and I see them all the time. And my, my first comment is, Maybe we could take care of this and put these up personally, you know, for permanent for you. Um, you know, the no threshold showers are very, very popular today, meaning that the floor and the shower are the same level. You just don't step over anything. You just walk right in. It's weird when yeah. you first do it. Feels kind of funny. Um, and, of course, the comfort height commode. Um, they're usually 16, 17 inches high. And what happens is it's just a little easier to get to stand up and to how sit much down. higher is that than a standard commode it's about two to three inches not high not a, so difference. It makes a difference it does it makes a tremendous difference and i just think it's the way you know as we get a little older those joints get a little stiffer um and i can see the difference i have an agent place commode in my master bath but not in my guest bath and there is a difference in comfort for sure. me yeah According to AARP, Dawn, 76% of adults would prefer to age in place and stay mm. in their home. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, there are a lot of things people can do for themselves. What are the easiest changes people can make? Mm. You mentioned the bars. Yeah. You mentioned the pot. Uh, mm. What about in the kitchen? Well, the kitchen, you can do something as simple as get rid of the throw rugs because they are a trip hazard. Um, if you're thinking about replacing your flooring, don't do ceramic. Uh, think about vinyl or padded uh, luxury vinyl plank. Um, but the simplest things are lighting. Lighting is huge in a kitchen. Uh, incidents of falls and injuries are reduced greatly with proper lighting. Can we go back a little bit to the flooring? Sure. So I guess you're where you're going there, and I'm, I don't know this stuff, Dawn. It's I'm an okay. idiot when it comes to <laughs> I'm not real industrious, good with my hands. But... Um, I guess you're talking about surfaces that just have a little bit more stickiness to them. Is that a good way to say that? Um, yeah. Well, there's a, a couple of things. Grip. A little bit less slipping. Uh, the surface has a different viscosity. So, And when you do either fall or drop something, you don't always have a broken situation. You know, you're not always going to break your arm or, or break that pot that you dropped or, or plate. And it's just, it's more forgiving is the way I would say it. Easier on your joints, uh, much more easy if, because in cooking we stand a lot. 
And if you're standing on ceramic, you're basically, or tile, you're basically standing on concrete. And it makes a huge difference. In about 20 minutes, your body will tell you that. (laughs) But um, things like pull down, uh, pull out, oh gosh, the grips on cabinets, uh, the handles on cabinets, instead of having knobs, for those of us that have arthritis, uh, you can get a pull where it's attached twice to the door and you just put your finger or one, two, or three behind it and just pull the cabinet open. Believe it or not, that's a big issue for those who have, of us who have arthritic hands. Yeah, I would mm-hmm. imagine so. Right. My mom has really bad arthritis, and mm-hmm. that was a big part thing for her as she tried to modernize her home uh, until, you know, until she just got too old and it wasn't going to work. Yeah. Uh, Lever-style um, lever doorknobs, they're huge. Think about when you're carrying a handful of groceries or whatever into the house and you get to the door and it's like, do I put this down or do I knock and hope somebody will come and open the door? Well, if you have a lever on there, all you do is use your elbow. Push it down and and push the door open and you're in. Well, for someone with arthritis or uh, balance issues, that could be a huge change for them. It sure helped a lot in my home. Now, what about hallways Mm. and doorways and the width and all that? Oh, that's huge. That's very important. I would say hallways, we would like to see four feet wide, uh, but a minimum of 42. And then a minimum, um, as far as doorways, of 32 inches. The key is don't just make the bedroom door or the bathroom door. They have to both be that width. What I see a lot in homes is a... 32-inch door into the bedroom, and then a 28-inch door into the bathroom. Well, that's going to be a problem if somebody has a walker or needs any kind of assistance. And even with a cane, it's more difficult. Or a walker. Yeah, or a walker, yeah. I mean, people, I would imagine the doorway size is going to become more and more important. It is, it is. And so 32 inches is the minimum. And if you're building a home, just tell your builder, I want all doors to be a minimum of 32 inches. It's, it's not that big of a deal. There's, I mean, I have 100 suggestions for the kitchens and for the bathrooms. Uh, microwave drawers, taking that microwave away from the location that may be right above your range, right? Because lifting can be a problem, and you're lifting hot materials out of the microwave over the top of possibly hot pots on the range, dangerous situation and a senior situation sure yeah we're visiting with dawn Stommer this morning i, I want to say around the house but actually you're <laughs> listening to more living and uh yeah it's kind of funny so um, but we're talking about the ability to age in place and stay in our homes now some of you may be looking to move into a new home what kind of challenge does challenges does that prevent or present uh, also as you age how can you stay more active and make sure that you can get around and get 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 on and off the toilet and other things? So uh, later in the show, we're going to have Andrew Henderson on. We're going to talk about health and fitness. But when we come back, we're going to have a little bit more with Dawn, especially, you know, how does it change the value of your house when you do do these modifications? And at what point do you need to look at maybe moving? So stay with us. We're visiting with Dawn Steimer. This is More Living with Jim Brogan here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Welcome back to News Talk 98.7's Brogan Financial Studios, where Jim Brogan is coming to you live with important news and advice to help you achieve your dream retirement. Get ready to learn and live 
Here's your host, Jim Brogan. Welcome back to More Living here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. I'm your host, Jim Brogan. We're here every Saturday at 9 a.m. and again at 3 p.m. You can also call, catch our podcasts at my website, broganfinancial.com. Click on radio. Uh, you may have heard my retirement minute in, the last, in, the, in that last break. Uh, my next college class is at Pellissippi Pel- State Hardin Valley. It's adult education, two two-hour sessions. Uh, it's on the 24th and 31st of August. So it's just coming up this Tuesday night, 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. both nights. And we are doing it live in person. However, if you're not comfortable or can't get out, we are offering that class virtually Uh, And it'll be kind of a simulcast. We'll have live people in the room and we'll have virtual attendees at home. So for more information, you can go to PellissippiRetirementPlanning.com and you can download a syllabus. I'm going to talk about the major seven areas you need to be aware of to create a successful retirement plan. And what I think is probably the most challenging economic environment to retire into that we've seen maybe really in the modern era. Uh, because of where interest rates are and where stock prices are. So I hope you'll you'll attend my class. If you can't attend next week, my next class at the University of Tennessee is in September. My full class schedule is online at my website. Go to broganfinancial.com and click on classes. We're talking about how we can stay fully independent and enjoy the life we want to have as we age. And we're visiting with Don Steimer this morning from around the house, my co-radio uh, host on Saturday mornings as That's we come right. to you combined from 7 until 10 a.m. And then, as I said, I'm on again from th- at 3 p.m. And Don, um, when we make modifications in the home, What about the concern that that could affect our value of our house? Okay. Um, Well, I say this all the time, but good design is so important. It is so important. And the reason, especially in universal design or age in place, as it is also called, is that if you're doing things correctly, 90% of the time, you don't even notice that the hallway is wide. You don't notice that there's 32-inch doors, Um, and you don't notice that there's a zero-barrier entrance. My condo has a zero-barrier entrance. You roll over the threshold, and you're in. And unless somebody really pays attention, they don't even realize they're not stepping up steps to get in. And I didn't buy it for that reason. It just happened to be that way. (laughs) Sure. So I would think... Uh, anything you do, if you're that to me, Dawn, means we need. I mean, I would never want to try to do that on my own. Mm-hmm. I would think the design of that needs professionals like yourself and others that can make sure that it's done tastefully and in a way to enhance the value of the home rather than hurt it. Absolutely, because that's exactly what happens. If somebody just goes in there and throws some random assist bars that look like the pilot gas station kind then it's not going to be nearly as attractive as you get if you get one from Delta or Moen or some of the designer uh, assist bars that are out there. They almost look like towel bars. They, they, you don't even realize that they are assist bars. We have a line of assist bars that has a soap uh, tray on it, and the outside of it that would shed the, shield the soap from sliding off is actually an assist bar, but it doesn't look like it. 
So there's with 60,000 people um, crossing into the senior lifestyle daily in our country, there's a huge demand for this. And for builders that haven't considered the what I would call universal design principles, um, I think they're narrowing their market. I really do. Absolutely. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. At what point, Dawn, does somebody say, you know what, I probably need a, a friendlier house, a, a more user, a more livable house for someone my age? Well, you know, I think if, if you're not able to uh, reach the things that you need to reach, if you've noticed that all your things in your kitchen are on your counter because the other shelves are too high, uh, if you've noticed that getting into your home takes a long time or maybe doing the basic things like showering, bathing, uh, maintaining your home, if you look outside and think, gee, I have wood siding and it needs to be painted, and you just don't have the energy to do that, it might be time to consider something, uh, not even, I'm not talking about assisted living. Uh, my husband and I are staying in my condo for a couple of years, and we're going to travel a little bit, and then we're going to build an age-in-place home. And there are lots of things we're considering with that, and so many of them, you know, you already know, no steps, no barriers, Master on the main, plenty of natural light as well as lighting, especially in the bathrooms and the kitchens and the hallways. No maintenance exterior like vinyl siding, metal roofing, composite decking. Um, A walk-in storage area instead of that old pull-down-the-attic staircase. Oh, no, that is not going to work. No. (laughs) And then, you know, the neighborhood. It's all about safety. You want to make sure you have good neighbors. You want to make sure that... Um, you, there's good conveniences and services and support. I mean, I, I care for my 80-year-old neighbor almost on a daily basis, and I don't let her know I'm checking on her, but that's kind of what I'm doing. <laughs> As people, Dawn, look at making these kind of decisions on whether to move or continue to make modifications, I guess there could be a cost trade-off where it just becomes, I mean, the, the renovations that would have to happen in the home almost really outweigh, it'd really be better to just go ahead and move, right? I mean, it could get where it's just too cost prohibitive. Well, I agree. Um, I agree. It just depends. That's why you need to talk to a special contractor that comes in and evaluates the house. And we can do that through a checklist. I think you know that Vince and I wrote, my partner, Vince Thompson, and I uh, wrote a age in place a remodeling workbook. Yes. And inside, I have a copy of that. Book. I know you do. I didn't know if you still had it. <laughs> Great, but I do uh, still have it. All right, uh, there is a questionnaire in there talking about budgets, talking about needs, um, asking you specific questions about your lifestyle and your limitations, and those things can help us or help anyone you know that that understands age in place help you with your home. If you check everything on there and uh, you're not sure, maybe I should go to an assisted living. Um, We talked about, let me just give you one number, or a couple numbers relating to one number. We talked about aging a place and how the the bathroom is the most dangerous place to be as far as slipping and falling and things like that for obvious reasons. So if you convert over a bathroom, usually between, this is going to be a wild range, depending on the size and what you want, anywhere from forty-five dollars to $65,000, okay? 
but you're also thinking about going into assisted living. And this is last year's numbers, $43,000 a year for one year in assisted living. Okay. So at two years, it's 87. At three years, it's 130. And by the time you get to five years, you have spent 200, almost $218,000. So look what happens in monetary spending. You can afford to spend quite a bit if you're still relatively healthy and mobile, um, as opposed to going into the uh, assisted living. It just depends on, you know, where you're at in life. Well, and I'll just add to that, Dawn, to piggyback. There are a lot of ways to free up capital to be able to do those kinds of things in a smart way where you don't just part with, you know, $100,000 all at once. I mean, Mm -hmm. there are a lot of other creative ways to handle it in a very smart way that doesn't make a major impact in in the pot of money. And that's your expertise. That is what I do. That's, that's exactly do. right. That's exactly right. So, Don, how can people get hold of your book? And, I mean, everybody knows they can listen to you every Saturday morning, 7 to 9, here on News Talk. How long have you been on here at News Talk? It's been about 13 years. 13 years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Would you 08. believe, Don, that here in a week and a half, um, I will hit, let me think, I'll hit 16 years. Congratulations. Can you believe that? Isn't that crazy? It goes by so fast. So fast. It's really hard to believe. If you want to get a hold of our book, you can go to Amazon. It's available there. And it's just Age in Place Remodeling Workbook. It's by myself, Dawn Steimer, and Vince Thompson. And um, Or you can go to our website, masterremodelers.com. Well, I think it's great information and... and, um, it's something we need to be more and more aware of as we build houses or move into new homes and then how we can be smart about how we handle our existing homes. I, I know that, uh, Don, when we built our house, which was about, golly, I guess we broke ground about eight years ago. Mm. Uh, now, we had two kids. Of course, I'm 52 now, so eight years ago I You're was You're just 44. a youngin'. I just turned 52 uh, this past oh, week, actually. Happy birthday. <laughs> well, thank you. That's awesome. It was on Tuesday, and I mean, it just rained and rained and rained. <laughs> but we did. needed the rain. <laughs> but anyway, we have, you know, we had two kids, and we still have one uh, daughter at home. Mm. She's a sophomore in high school. And so we still had, you know, that we're, we were still in that phase. But one of the things that I like about the way we designed our house is that over 70% of the living space is all on one floor. Yes, brilliant. And that was something we re- that I really wanted. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're going to end up being here in 20 years. I've seen your home. I'd stick around. Well, <laughs> thank you. For, yeah, you've been in my house. So anyway, we'll see. But anyway, it's always great to visit with you, Dawn. Thank you for time taking time out of your busy schedule. Right after you got off the air, all of a sudden you're spending another 30 minutes with me. So uh, It's always thank you a so pleasure much. to hang out with you, Jim. Thank you for having us on. I appreciate it. It always is. That's Dawn Steimer around the house, Master Remodelers. Uh, you said masterremodelers.com, correct? That's correct, yes. Yeah, thank so you. go check her out. You can get get her book. It is a great book on things you need to understand workbook as you age. Now, when we come back, the ability to prevent falls is not just about having the right things in place, but it's also about your fitness and your ability to get up and your ability to move. And so it's never been more relevant to talk about fitness How much should you be exercising? What about resistance training? How can you keep yourself strong and fit? 
So when we come back, we'll visit with Andrew Henderson. He's the owner of Fitness Together. They have four locations here in Knoxville. He's an old friend of our show. So stay tuned as you're listening to More Living with Jim Brogan right here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Welcome back to News Talk 98.7's Brogan Financial Studios, where Jim Brogan is coming to you live with important news and advice to help you achieve your dream retirement. Get ready to learn and live. Here's your host, Jim Brogan. Welcome back. This is More Living with Jim Brogan, where it's all about living the best years of your life your way. And part of that is the ability to age gracefully. And that's kind of the topic of our show today. We first 30 minutes talk about aging in the home. How do you make your home very, very friendly? I will have to say one of the things that I was thinking about is one of the biggest issues is preventing falls. And yeah, there's a lot of stuff we can do in our home, as Don Steimer from Around the House, our good friend, has talked about and we talked about in the last segment. I think staying physically fit is maybe just as, if not even more important, the ability to be mobile, get around, and those kinds of things. So our next guest is a great friend of the show. Uh, Exercise is absolutely a key to healthier living. And in the aging population, as I said earlier, if you missed it, at the end of the decade, 20% of all Americans will be age 65 or older. And so exercise has been shown to not only prevent disease, it does lower the risk of falls. It improves mental health and function, well-being. It strengthens social ties, and it actually improves cognitive function. So I really can't think of much that's more important than our fitness and nutrition as we age. So Andrew Anderson is the owner of Fitness Together here in Knoxville. They have four locations. Good morning, Andrew. Welcome to More Living. It's great to have you back with us. Good morning, Jim. It's good to be back. You know, one of the things that I was thinking about when when I was talking with Don Steimer about falls and about the need to be mobile effectively is I thought about my dad Now, my dad passed away about three years ago. Mm -hmm. And no, it was actually, it was four years ago this summer. And God God rest his soul, wonderful, wonderful man. Uh, Dad ran three miles a day, three days a week until he was about 70 years old. And at 68, Mm -hmm. he was still putting in three miles in 24 minutes. And in his late 70s, early 80s, he fell and broke his hip. And his life at that point changed forever. And I have known other people who have had parents or I've had aunts and uncles that have fallen and broken their hip. And just the impact on their mobility, it really created a rather significant decline. So that was just an anecdote that I thought about that I saw in my own life as my dad age. Can you just talk about just the critical importance of mobility and that and for those that aren't doing a lot of mobility things how can you get started in being more mobile yeah that's a great good anecdote talking about your your own father and you know my mom passed away um about a year and a half ago and she had made it to, to 90 but you know she had some falls that really affected the quality of her life uh and, and, and you can definitely see when, when folks get older and they fall, they do not come back from broken bones like we do when we're 
kids in, in high school because we're just not really, you know, physically able to, to do that. So, it, you know, the older we get, the more crucial it becomes that we avoid unnecessary falls and injuries because sometimes we just can't come back from them, unfortunately. Um, so to address your question about mobility, you know, mobility is really the body's ability to move uh, in, in ways that are functional, whether it be going up and down the stairs, you know, walking through the, the grocery store, getting in and out of your car, uh, being able to maintain those functions safely, effectively, without hurting yourself uh, as we age. Um, and, and that's one of the things we focus primarily on with our clients who are 50, 60 years old and up is being able to do the things that are, are becoming more challenging for them. Because if you don't address those head on, then uh, they, they're not going to get better. Uh, for a lot of our clients, that involves being able to get up and down off the floor, especially if maybe they have extra weight or they have knee or back problems. Um, and, and so we really try to encourage them to do that in, in, in a safe way and teach them the right way to do it um, so they can continue to be independent. And, and really, I think that's what we're getting about here is, is maintaining your own independence and not having to rely on others as we age. Uh, well, hopefully it, that answers your question, Jim. Well, it does, but you, you, you're a huge proponent of functional fitness, and that's what I was thinking about when you were talking about uh, training people in your studio. Talk a little bit about what what does functional fitness mean, and and how that affect and, and how does that affect how you train people? Yeah, so so functional fitness really, in my eyes, it's, it's taking the individual right um, and, and figuring out what their needs are in their life. Is it a sport? Is it an activity? Is it being able to bend over and, and pick up the grandkids? Is it getting groceries out of the car? What things do you need to be able to do in your life to maintain the quality of life that, that that's important to you? And then we find exercises, um, stretches, um, and things that will help you maintain the ability to do those as well, if not better, than you were able to before. So it's a very customized, individualized approach towards programming that, that first involves assessing where your challenges are. And then once we understand where your challenges are, we can begin to increase the function in your body through functional exercise. Uh, and that could be, you know, anything from pushing up off of the ground to sitting up off, off of your bed to being able to, you know, quite frankly, Many folks fall at night uh, when they're getting out of bed to walk to the bathroom because they lose their balance. So it's finding out where your weak links are and strengthening those. You know, it's interesting. I'm uh, I'm moving my oldest daughter, Andrew, back into college. She'll be a junior. We're going to be doing that this next week in Birmingham. Wow. She's at Sanford yeah. University. I'll be carrying mm-hmm. a lot of stuff, boxes. And it, you know, things like that, moving her in. And it's interesting because a couple of months ago, I had to carry some kind of heavy stuff. I don't even remember what it was just off the top of my head, but I called up Rufus, one of your trainers who also, uh, there at North, at the North Shore location. Yeah. And I had not done farmer's walks in a while. Mm-hmm. And I had carried a couple of heavy things and I was really kind of feeling it in my lower back a little bit. And I said, man, I got to start doing more farmer's walks again. So I think it's yep. just another kind of example of, of course, can you explain what a farmer walk is? Some people may not know that, but, you know, that was yeah. something I felt like I yeah. needed to do because I was going to be carrying more things. I love farmer's walks, especially as we get older, because, you know, that that's one of the things that allows us to maintain our independence. So a farmer's walk is basically taking a weight or sometimes two weights, holding them by your side, uh, standing completely upright with good posture, shoulders back, hips tucked in. And basically just walking for a sustained amount of time, 
but really maintain the, the spine's uh, neutral position, not rolling forward, not leaning to one side or the other. Um, and, 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 you know, if you think about that, that's the same thing as carrying your groceries in from the car. That's the same thing as lifting uh, your suitcases up to put them on, on the baggage or to get them off the baggage carousel. So it transfers really well to everyday life. It works on grip sure. strength. It works on arm strength. It works on, on back strength. Um, and one thing I like to do as a slightly more advanced version is to do a one-sided farmer's walk where you only have the weight on one side of your body, and that challenges your opposite side of the body to, to stabilize and not get pulled over to that direction. So I'd also recommend, you know, if you're not doing those, to try some unilateral or one-sided farmer's walks to really challenge your core even more. Now, we know cardiovascular exercise is so important to get our heart pumping. Yeah. To me, I think one of the things that's overlooked, especially as we age, is the need for some resistance training to keep ourselves strong, to be able to get up and down off the floor, to be able to get in and out of a car and all those things. So can you talk a little bit about the importance of resistance training? And that doesn't necessarily mean we have to be lifting 50-pound dumbbells. No, anything, it can it can be your own body weight. Um, you know, gravity provides plenty of resistance for a lot of us. Uh, you know, just try doing 20 push-ups and you'll see what I mean. Um, you know, I was just actually preparing for the show this morning uh, on the John Hopkins uh, website, and, and they said the number one thing for seniors who are looking to maintain, you know, their fitness and vitality and, and avoid frailty is strength training um, uh, over and above everything else. Um, so I, I really implore you, you know, if you have some weights, you know, use them. If, if you have resistance bands, use them. But, um, you know, as we age, our body will naturally lose muscle mass because of our hormonal changes. But we can really counteract that by doing progressive weight training. Uh, and you don't have to lift heavy weights. Uh, I would start off with weights that are, are, are challenging enough to where you can do 12 to 20 repetitions and start to feel challenged. Um but if, even if you have light weights, you know, slow your movements down a little bit. Try holding your weights for a couple seconds before you release the tension in your muscles. And you can even make a very lightweight feel effective. As you get stronger, I would also encourage you, especially now if you're looking to increase your bone density, to start to use heavier weights that challenge you within that 6 to 12 repetition range. That will really do more to stimulate strength and, 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 and muscular um, growth uh, than any other weight range as far as research shows. But start off light and then gradually work your way up uh, once your joints and muscles are able to handle that extra load. And this is an area, as you were saying that, that I think it's imp so important to have great form and to not overdo it. And one of the things that reminds me of is weekend warriors. You know, there are people who might not be regular participators in an activity, and then we try to do something we haven't done in a while, and there's a chance we could get hurt. So how do oh, yeah. we balance the normal aches and pains and what our body can handle and keeping proper form and all those things? Yeah, well, again, that kind of goes back to our conversation about functional fitness, right? So, uh, and I'll give you a great example. I played tennis a few weeks ago. Well, I haven't picked up a tennis racket in over a year, and, and sure enough, you know, I was doing some drills with, with a, an instructor, and I hurt my knee. And it's been three weeks, and my knee's finally feeling normal again. And even though I do squats and lunges and deadlifts, what I wasn't doing is a side-to-side -side stopping and starting motion, motions in my workout. And when I tried to do them on the tennis court, I hurt myself because my body wasn't ready for that. 
So if, if there's an activity, say golf or tennis or even yard work or, or moving your kid into college uh, that you know you're going to be doing, try to incorporate movements in a functional way into your workouts at least a few weeks or a month in advance to really give yourself a chance to enjoy the activity without hurting yourself. Um, so that, that, that would be my uh, suggestion is, yeah, yeah, be, be yeah, intentional yeah. with your exercise. Yeah, that's great advice. Uh, Andrew, um, thank you for coming on today. How can people find out more about Fitness Together? Uh, yeah, thanks for having me, Jim. Um, they are welcome to uh, find us at knoxft.com. Uh, they can also call or text me directly at our business line, which is 865-273-0380. Okay, Knoxville FT for Knoxville Fitness Together, knoxvillept.com. Thank you, Andrew. It's always so great to visit with you and get your advice. Thanks, Jim. Good chatting with you. That's Andrew Henderson of Fitness Together. Today uh, we've been talking about aging in place and what you can do, modifications in the home, or if you're building a home or looking for a new home. I think keeping ourselves fit and strong is as important as anything. Now, when we come back, I'm going to have my dollars and cents tip, and we're going to talk about basic tips for finance as you age in maintaining and having the lifestyle you want to have, things like travel and having the lifestyle, maybe being near your kids, should you be doing volunteer work. How can you stay active and healthy and wise? This is More Living with Jim Brogan right here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Welcome back to News Talk 98.7's Brogan Financial Studios, where Jim Brogan is coming to you live with important news and advice to help you achieve your dream retirement. Get ready to learn and live. Here's your host, Jim Brogan. Welcome back. This is More Living here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. I'm your host, Jim Brogan. We're here every Saturday at 9 a.m. and again at 3 p.m. And you can catch our podcasts online at broganfinancial.com. Click on radio. We've been talking today about aging and the desire to stay active and have the lifestyles we want. And that includes things like how we modify our homes, what we look for in a new home potentially, how we stay physically fit and strong. It also includes how we want to make lifestyle a part of our retirement and how we budget for that financially. That's what we'll cover today in Dollars and Cents. Want to be sure you are getting the most out of your retirement? For all the years of your retirement? That's the primary goal of More Living with Jim Brogan and our Dollars and Cents segment, where we provide you with an important financial tip that will help positively impact the quality of your life in retirement. And now, here's Jim with this week's Dollars and Cents tip. How do you ensure your lifestyle in retirement? And what do you want that lifestyle to look like? And how can you plan for that financially? So think about what you really want in retirement from a lifestyle perspective. You know, how much travel do you think it includes? What about a second home? Do you want to live near the kids and grandkids? What are the things you want to be doing? Now, one of the things I'm often asked is, Jim, it seems like, you know, we're going to want to really do a lot of stuff for the next seven or eight years, and then we're probably not going to want to do as much as we age. So our spending will drop way off. 
we, we have to be careful with that because while our spending does decrease, our discretionary spending, our lifestyle spending, the reality is our medical costs will increase. And so what we have found is that, yes, your spending will gradually slow down, but it's pretty gradual throughout your entire retirement. It's not like you get to some area in seven or eight or ten years and then it just falls off like a cliff. Because as you gradually slow down discretionary spending, your medical costs will offset some of that. So I think that one of the important things is developing the income plan to supply for that need and desire. You know, you have to supply your basic needs, your live-on money, and then you, have to, you want to provide for lifestyle desires, your play fund money. And I think that's a crucial part of a retirement plan. You know, we talk about wanting to live the best years of your life your way, and that's being able to have the lifestyle you want to have. So it's important to know what your budget is and how you want to plan for those things, to be able to do the things you want, travel, see your kids, see your grandkids, where do they live, defining all of those things. So I think it's important to get your arms around your budget and what you're currently spending prior to retirement, or if you're already retired, what are you spending? And I don't think that has to be terribly complex. You can look at the amount of money that's going into your checking account every month and the, money, the amount of money that's going out of your checking account every month. And that's probably the best way to look at your budget if you're trying to get a big ballpark fig figure of what you're spending. Don't worry about what gross pay is or any of those things. How much is hitting your checking account? And at the end of the month, how much is left? How much did the balance change? If you started the month with $15,000, would you end the month with? And maybe look at that over a period of three or six months and see what that looks like. Now then, what about how you'll structure your days? Your routine in retirement is extremely important. You know, a lot of people retire, and it's very alluring to think, I can do whatever I want to do now. You know, I'm just going to chill out. But the reality is routine and structure is a very important part of our lives. And when we retire, we lose a lot of that routine and structure. So it's important to create routine and structure, especially when you first retire. Now, you know, we work a lot with retirees at Brogan Financial, and a lot of our clients say they're busier now than they were when they were working. And it's with stuff they want to be busy with. But it doesn't always start out that way. So be sure that you're planning for your structure. Have a couple of things every week. Create routine as much as you can and think about doing that prior to retirement. That's our Dollars and Cents segment for this week. You can find this week's Dollars and Cents segment and others by visiting BroganFinancial.com. Do please check us out at BroganFinancial.com. You know, planning for all the risks and expenses in retirement is so critically important. The plan that gets you to retirement is not the plan that will get you through retirement. I'd love to invite you to attend my class at Pellissippi State Hardin Valley this coming Tuesday. It's the 24th and 31st. Two two-hour sessions, Thrive Financially in Retirement. I cover the seven main areas you need to be aware of and that you need a plan for to be successful in retirement. You can go to PellissippiRetirementPlanning.com for more information. Again, that's the, the 24th and 31st, 6.30 p.m. You can find my full class schedule at BroganFinancial.com and click on Classes. 
Thank you, Chris, for engineering the board. Thank you, Jill, for producing the show. This is More Living with Jim Brogan here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. The views expressed by Jim Brogan and his guests are not that of Cumulus Media. Any discussion of financial, legal, and tax planning strategies is not intended to be individualized advice and is general in nature. Always consult with your advisor for advice specific to your needs. This program's content does not represent a recommendation of any particular security, strategy, or investment by Jim Brogan or Brogan Financial Incorporated.